Become Human feels like it has a character creator, even though it doesn't. It feels that way because the story is so customizable. There are more than a thousand different ways the journey can end. Whatever you do is truly a reflection of your own decision-making aesthetic. It's so personal that it feels like you're living these characters' lives. Then, just like in real life, the game makes you rehash every decision you made. In Detroit, it's a nifty little flowchart, where in real life, it's hours of uttering the words stupid, stupid, stupid to yourself in the dark. Anyway, if you want a deeply relatable sci-fi adventure that will fill you with regret, this game is for you, like it was for me. I'm Julia, and this is Controller Freak. Detroit Become Human, the story takes place in future Michigan. You play as Marcus, Kara, and Connor, three distinctly different androids who will find their way through the story as revolutionary, mother, and conflicted cop, respectively. These three protagonists negotiate their roles in the emerging android rights movement, each facing a pivotal decision to become deviant, or break from one's programming and begin to use free will. You, as the player, undertake a series of PlayStation controller gymnastics to avoid bullets, knives, and bad conversation. After each scene, you'll review a flowchart of how your choices played out. You'll see what percentage of other players across the globe had the same successes you had, endured the same failures you endured, or perpetrated the same war crimes you perpetrated. Can you beat the game, keep all three androids alive, and make peace with your unconscionable choices? Listeners, beware. Detroit Become Spoilers. Here we are, ready to talk about Detroit Become Human. It's me, Julia, and my two androids. Say hi, guys. Hello, Julia. (laughs) I know a lot of things about you, Julia. Oh, good. We're off to a good start. That's, of course, something we'll describe later, I'm sure. Uh, Android voices and the way they talk. But before that, we have a big game to unpack, uh, and I want to start with a very simple question. This game is Detroit Become Human. Do you guys feel more human or less human after your playthrough? Oh, much, much more human. More human. Yeah. Interesting. Why is that? Because this game is about what it means to be human, mm. and you end up learning a lot of things about yourself and the, hu- the most human parts of you, mm-hmm. you know? Good. Aaron, what about you? Hmm. Well, I feel, I feel as human. I don't think it had an effect on my humanity. Mm -hmm. Because if anything, I think the game talks about how humans don't have a monopoly necessarily on morality Mm -hmm. or, um, or specialness Mm -hmm. as, as sentient creatures. Um, so if anything, it maybe it, it took away from my humanity a little bit because I, or I felt less special about being human. Interesting. We're on a spectrum here because I feel decidedly less human after playing that game. Really? Yeah, and I'll tell you, I feel like you. You're absolutely right. It makes you and Owen, you're right too. Like very privy to what makes humanity is not what you're created out of, but like you know what you do, what you. The choices you make, how you interact in the world, how much agency you have, and all of these things are the things that androids end up having in the end of this game, or have always had, and they embrace. And I just thought, gee, I don't do a lot of those things. I'm more android than human, you know? I like, I just feel more like, uh, agency is scary, I don't like to make choices, I'm so much happier just being someone's cyber life bot, you know what I mean? Hmm. A little bit of the control out of my hands. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you... (laughs) You at work being asked to do something you don't want to do mm-hmm. or you feel like is wrong. I'm like, I'm not programmed for that. You would, you, the little red, you wouldn't come out and like fight, fight against your programming as they do in, in Detroit Become Human. When no. You, when you start to become deviant. No. You, you battle against the wall of your programming. No, I've never had that there. moment. Yeah. I've never had that moment. I'm extremely okay. complacent. Um, and I have never had that break through the red panic wall where I like right. need to do something. I was like, right. wow, I can't relate. To humans. And I was just saying to my therapist the other day, like, uh, is being human even worth it? It's so much work. 
And she was just like, Julia, I'm not going down this existential rabbit hole with you. It's not productive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Janet, that is literally the point of Detroit Become Human, so the joke's on you, I She's guess. She's like, you're sounding a bit like a deviant. Yeah. <laughs> Julia. There might be a flaw in your programming, yes. Julia. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about? It's flaw in your programming, Janet. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? I think that's quite something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you expect to be so engrossed by Detroit Become Human? When you heard about... Do you remember where you were when you heard about Detroit Become Human? Yes. Owen pinged us and said, I'm going to play this game when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, can we... Uh, <laughs> I, look, I, I would not have no idea what Quantic Dream was, which yeah. is the studio behind this, or David yeah. Cage, which is the... He's like the mastermind behind these yeah. sort of storybook adventure game yeah. um, titles that have been released over the last couple of years um, that have all have this sort of dark atmosphere and very, very specific viewpoint. I would have no idea what these were if it weren't for Owen right here, mm -hmm. who exposed me to Heavy Rain yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, so, so these games, uh, they're, they're not for everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, they're heavy on the, on the storytelling, on the choices you make. They had previously put out these games. Their most recent games were their big, their big hit, Heavy Rain, mm -hmm. which was this like serial killer, drama game and you control like four different people in the same way you do Detroit but you know the game I feel like it got a lot of praise when it came out but it's like they were still clearly figuring things out the way this game goes like with all your branching paths and mm -hmm. the plot was like kind of wonky at times and like weirdly European right like yeah. like the voice acting was, yeah like French Canadian accents like, that were all over the place where is it said it's said in Boston or Baltimore or something it was like some heavy like, rain yeah some like eastern seaboard yeah like, not really clear dark metropolis yeah but all the people there like <laughs> the voices range from like yeah. strange Boston accent yeah um <laughs> to like weird unidentifiable yeah. like Montreal right. and the kids <laughs> are like and the kids the, yeah the kids are like please dad May I have a balloon? I would really like to have one. <laughs> it's like a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right, and then other people are like from Boston, like Agent Norman Jaden. Hey, I'm Agent Norman yeah. Jaden. Anyway, we're getting off topic. So now this game comes out, Detroit Become Human, and it's like, it's like the most beautiful looking, first yes. of all, I would say. I think this is... Never having played a full David Cage game before, I think this is the game that he was born to make. It wasn't, uh, I didn't know if I could do it, but I think I was pretty prepared. It's like Telltale, but extra, very mm -hmm. extra. Mm -hmm. But it was a structure that I was familiar with, and somehow a totally different thing. Tone-wise, infrastructure was different, like... Great. I, I was like, I was military when I was playing this game. I No distractions... If the door rang in the middle of it, I, I started to sweat. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's commitment. Yeah, it and is. if you do pause it, because you like need to run to the bathroom, you have to. It's been four hours. Mm -hmm. You get pause screen Chloe, and that doesn't alleviate your anxiety at all, because she is talking to you, and she wants to know when you're coming back, and she has commentary on what you just did, and she is realistic as yeah, fuck. Yeah. Chloe being the girl in the, in the title menu screen. Yes. Put us on the menu. Welcome to the Detroit Experience. I'm an android, and I'll be your hostess. Yeah. Quit out to the main menu. Yeah. Chloe's going to be there for you when you get back. <laughs> and she's heard you pee also, so mm, yes, consider that. Yeah. She, made, she made an impression on you, clearly. She really clearly. did. Yeah. I was surprised. It even had, like, a thoughtful way to do the load screen. That was totally yeah. within the world. And she comes back and becomes a character. Mm -hmm. And it puts you into the position of being like, I am a human with AIs in my life. Well, PlayStation is an AI. It's been here this whole time. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Really? I, right? Whoa. You think about that. PlayStation is the ultimate cyber life robot. <laughs> they can do everything for you, Owen. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're a few decades away from having them cook for us and make our beds and tuck us in at night. It does tuck us in at night, actually. I think that's fair to say, right? PlayStation? Yeah. It, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Come on, Aaron, you know it does. I, I'm not quite getting the, the whole AI thing quite yet. Um, I think we're a ways off from it being, it asking to be free. Deny it all you want, but <laughs> it's coming for you, and you're going to buy the fuck out of it when it does. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Remember, this is not just a story. This is our future. I think we, we need to go to, like... The level up, which is what is this world? Who like yeah. where we can have yeah. a robot in our menu? We screen. need to zoom out for a second. We need to talk about the plot. So, who thinks they can do a good summary of what happens in this story? Well, okay, we're in the mid twenty thirties, right? The setting is, of course, Detroit, Michigan. Which, oh, right, right, which I will never. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, oh. that's right. <laughs> 
You're saying it's not. <laughs> the, the, right. You're saying it's not Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. The setting is Ann Arbor. Yeah. For some reason. Um, <laughs> so we're in Detroit, which has been revitalized by a uh, brand new manufacturing boom because humanity has uh, learned how to create convincing artificial life. Humanoid androids, which has become a facet of every every portion of your life, emotional, Mm -hmm. physical, you know, replaced entire sectors of the workforce. And created a lot of malaise. Um, Unemployment is high. Um, People are turning to a drug known as red ice. Apparently bees are going extinct. That's in in one of the magazines you read. Yeah, there's a lot of little fun facts that don't really matter for the plot. Like the whole thing about... Remember... There's a whole thing about like America and Russia are fighting for control of Antarctica, right? Or no? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I remember that. I, I kept thinking that was going to come to a head. No, nope, never and, like, does. And like the Russian, <laughs> the Russian premier was going to like, yeah, no, nope. or no. like the prime minister was going to yeah. come to America yeah, and nope, be like, no, nope. your androids. Yeah. <laughs> They are truly human. Yeah, no, never happens. <laughs> never happens. Never happens. Well, look, also politically, Elizabeth Warren is president. Right, President Warren. Mm-hmm. President Elizabeth Warren. She has no. a, an Icelandic accent or something. Yeah, she's got some affect. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's her too. Um, her her uh, virulently pro-consumer um, liberalism has been replaced by a sort of generally centrist uh, anti-android kind of bent, which mm-hmm. is confusing. But I guess, you know, ten years can do a lot to a person's politics. Mm. Um, yeah, so this is where we this is where we start our story, right? And everything is not well because these androids, these humanoid androids, have begun to start start malfunctioning in, in interesting ways, right? Um, that sort of seem like they're gaining a level of instability and sentience that is making people uncomfortable. Just scattered cases for now, but that's starting to happen. And that's where we join our first player character. Which, uh, I hate to keep cutting back to you, but I think in order to describe Connor the android, we need to get Aaron's hot take. Because I date Aaron, and I've never seen Whoa, him what? in love with someone. <laughs> you guys are dating? Yeah, Wait. We've been keeping it from Owen. Shit. Owen, sometimes. Did you not? When, a, when a, one podcaster loves another podcaster very much. I feel like I'm going to keep <laughs> tapping my R2 button, and I'm about to activate my free will and just start punching people. <laughs> Through the wall. This is, yeah. Yeah. Stay, the point stay tuned. Is, anyway. Aaron's leaving me for Connor. Tell us why. Um, well, I'm not... I'm not going to leave you for Connor, okay? All right. Because we can coexist. Ooh. Um, but, I, yes, do I want to be Connor? Yes. Do I want to be with Connor? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Connor, uh... It doesn't sound like coexisting. I feel like... Well, if you can be there, too. Captain Allen, my name is Connor. I'm the android sent by Cyberlife. If you haven't played this game and you're trying to picture Connor right yes, now... Describe. Yes, Think about Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner with better hair. With better hair... I mean, just like a prettier face. Prettier face, just like a better looking, better hair, better personality. Yeah. Jared Kushner. Yes. Um, and he's an android sent from Cyberlife. Yeah. He's an android sent by Cyberlife. Please Cyber and thank Life. you. He's very polite. And he's a, he's a detective. He's a cop. Yeah. He's and, an android cop. And he's damn good at what he does. Well, possibly. He's been sent. <laughs> Depending on how good you are at the game. Exactly. <laughs> which, yeah. Anyway. Which varies. Yeah. Right. But he's been sent. His mission, at which, which you will vary in terms of effectiveness, is to figure out what's going on with these deviant androids. Mm-hmm. So wherever a deviant shows up, Connor's not far behind. Hi, Daniel. Uh, my name is Connor. How do you know my name? I know a lot of things about you. Connor, I think even the negative reviews agree that Connor is the most compelling story of this entire game. Connor's story begins with him. He's the most recent model of Android. He's, he's, he's brand, brand, brand new, straight up the presses, you know, Cyberlife's most recent invention. He's a T-800 something. <laughs> right, <yes>. That's correct. <laughs> but he's, in some ways, he's the most robotic. Um, and he, the actor who, like, can't say enough good things about oh, him. Brian DeChart. Brian DeChart knocked it out of the park. If, you're, if we're saying your name wrong, please write to us. Please um, follow us and tell us because um, we love you, but we don't know how to say your name, DeChart. I know. Um, but we have been calling it DeChart Become Human. <laughs> for the last 10 minutes <laughs> Because so. we love you, right? Um, he, he, his performance emphasizes this sort of stilted, 
you know, not inhuman, but very, very tightly controlled by, by what we would assume programming. And, and that makes his journey towards becoming a potential deviant and feeling feelings and becoming best friends with his um, gruff partner, his gruff human cop partner. His alcoholic gruff human partner. His alcoholic um, suicidal with a secret gruff human Androids partner. Androids killed his son. That's a secret. Played by Clancy Brown. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. so good. Um, oh, the most satisfying. This is the most satisfying journey um, of the three. Not to say that the other two voice actors and mocap actors you know, don't do a good job, but... But yeah, I love Connor. Um, I'm in love with Connor. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, Brian. It's true. I did. Well, I'm in love with Connor. You know, Brian, I haven't met oh, Brian. Okay. I'm sure right. he's really nice. But um, fair, fair point. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Connor. That's one of your player characters. Mm-hmm. And then I think after you meet the dashing Connor, you meet the sweet and vulnerable Kara. Is that right? Because you're in the Android so. store yes. and Todd is like, did you fix her? Right, right, uh, right. Oh, and you want to take us through that story? So, starts out, you're playing an android named Kara and you are taken home by this guy Todd, this dad, who it's mentioned that the last model of Kara that, that he had... Like, got hit by a, a car or something. Something bad happened to it. So he needs a new model. So he brings home this new model to his daughter, Alice. You do the housework, the washing, you cook the meals, and you take care of... God damn it. Where the fuck's the brat gone now? Alice! Yeah, I didn't like what was happening. Because the vibe is so scary. No, it's not a good vibe. It's no. a very uncomfortable it's a bad vibe. vibe. Yeah. yeah. The game tells you, like, do as you're told. And... You know, tensions come to a boil, and Todd, the abusive asshole dad, is, like, yelling you to just, like, stay where you are, do as you're told. Mm-hmm. And you have the option to just simply do nothing. Yeah, that's what I did. Or you can just, do, you know, start activating your free will, as I like to no say it. Terrible. So you you just stood there. I stood there. And what happened? About five minutes real time. Um, and I listened to him beat his daughter badly. Oh, that's awful. It was horrible. This... And I thought, okay, well, this is something I need to live with. Um, because I'm a house bot and I'm bound to this duty. You know, I'm not just going to stray from my programming. Um, I could get hurt. Uh, or, you know, what's in it for me? But no, you, I don't mean but, that. But you did <laughs> escape the house eventually, right? Uh, uh, at the very last second that I find, like, before he kills Alice, I was just like, Maybe the game wants me to break out. <laughs> Aaron's nodding his head. So then I did. I broke through and I ran upstairs and she was like, I'm really hurt. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Alice. Jesus. Yeah, she took so long. So I didn't even think about that. Like, you can just let him kill his daughter, I Alice. I think you probably can. That's insane. Because I, I assumed, like, he would kill you, Kara, the robot. No problem. But, like, he kills his daughter. It's a freaking game. I yeah, I don't even does, know. Or he gets close. Yeah. Yeah, I waited um, many beats too long. Many yeah. beats. <laughs> That's interesting. That's really interesting. Why? What did you do? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I had the benefit of hearing about your playthrough a little bit, hearing about Owen's, but I, my Kara was ready. Um, she saw the gun upstairs earlier. She knew he was on the red ice. Um, and she had no problem getting that gun and ending him. Yeah. Um, wow. Red, red, red Ice, we should say, is this game's version of Crystal Meth. Yeah. Right? Yes. Red, ice, yeah. red Ice is like bath salts. Yeah. Crocodile. <laughs> and Crystal Meth rolled yeah. up into one beautiful red crimson cr- crystalline package. Yeah. And when people yeah. smoke it, they're like, like something, it sounds like something horrible is happening to them, but apparently it's awesome. You smoke yeah. it out of a little, like, crack pipe. Yeah. yeah. And, and it makes you beat your androids. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you really mean to androids. Yeah. I again, I was reading because I felt like okay, I should do my due diligence and like read up on how the world reacted to Detroit Become Human before we did this. And people didn't like the storyline. People thought that it that it it made domestic abuse a plot line and a plot device, and and made a little girl who was the victim of domestic abuse an object for the plot in a way that was inappropriate. And I don't, I don't think I agree. I, th- I have bigger plot issues than that. Well, okay, right. The game is is ham fisted and uses a lot of big societal themes in ways that are a little 
easy. Like, okay, Owen, David mm-hmm. Cage is French, right? Yes. Does he not know that the civil rights movement happened in America? I mean, look, here's the thing about, I feel like with his games, the Quantic Dream games, they are so serious. Like, they really want you to take them seriously. And, like, we are dealing with mature themes, adult themes. I don't think they're necessarily making light of it. I think it's just hard to tackle these issues in a video game that's right. going to be good and totally respectful. I think you could be respectful and not feel like you were playing a game that thinks it invented the Holocaust. Or Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you, did you, you got the impression that they thought they invented it? Yes, I think we go there and it's presented and it's totally tone. I think if you want to recreate that theme in a video game, there are ways to do that. But for me, it was just like, oh my God, can you believe humans have turned on androids this way? Camps, are you serious? Yeah. You can't leave? It was like, it was, that was the tone. It seems to me, it seemed to me like it was very, very, very consciously evoking. Like it was like, yes, it's just like, the civil okay, I have a problem with that, too. It's, it's right. Like, that, that's know? right. That's the thing that I think. Right. If you're going to recreate the Holocaust, give us context why. Like, I, I feel like at that point, the narrative should mention it. Or there should be someone like, oh, didn't we do this already in human history? Like, right? Rather than like, plucking it I out. I think they want, you to, they want you to draw that conclusion yourself. I feel like if that happened, I would be even more uncomfortable if somebody's like, it's just like 1945. Oh, I like, wanted no, that so bad. Don't do that. I was like, ground I wouldn't put it past me. this game script. To say they that, didn't. Though. They didn't. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, I thought, I think that would make it worse for me, at least. Well, let's, like, ta- <laughs> well, let's talk about, this seems like a good transition into Marcus. Oh, though, right? oh character. Marcus. Marcus. Well, just because... That char- his journey definitely surprised me the most out of any character's really? journey. Yeah, I didn't know where the Marcus plot was going because it starts out you're a caretaker for this like old artist, Carl Manfred. <laughs> Carl Manfred. <laughs> and That's you, not a you, have a, you live a very boring existence, like doing errands for him, and then through a series of events, you end up leading a revolution of androids, and you go to some. Potentially pretty dark places, depending on your choices. I mean, you have to rebuild your own body in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty dark. Yeah. And that's what shifts you into this revolutionary figure. Exactly. <laughs> you come out of that junkyard and you're mm-hmm. like ready to start some you shit. You become the leader of Jericho in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> in Long Island, Detroit. Long Island, yeah, right, Detroit. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you meet up with a bunch of other androids that are on the run that don't really have a place at this place. You meet up at this place, Jericho. Jericho. It's, yeah. This is Jericho? It's a refuge for those who don't want to be slaves anymore. You start plotting this revolution, and how violent or non-violent you make it is up to you. Mm-hmm. Now, Aaron, I know you went the more peaceful route. I did. Yeah, tell yes. us about that. Um, Pussy. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, you know, I, I had a... I, whenever I play these games, I, it's a mix of, like, role-playing, but also, like, taking a step back and being like, is this satisfying for me as a story, you know? Like, do I... Is this making... Is this building up to a satisfying arc that makes sense as a story to me and that I will that I will enjoy having had some part in creating, right? And so, so yes, my Marcus was very nonviolent because he got himself into this situation by being violent. He, he, he became human. He became a deviant by pushing, um, Carl Manfred's, uh, delinquent son who was giving him shit. He was abusing him and I, I pushed him. Um, quick side note, his son was on the red ice. Um, which again, androids seem to have really shaken up this, this world, but, the creation of Red Ice probably did as much, if not more, you know? Um, so anyway, just a quick PSA with that ice. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do um, it. Don't slip on the ice. Oh, <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, and so, and so in that moment of violence, his whole nice pampered life sort of fell apart. And that was my sort of starting point. And so I thought it made sense that then he was like, no, violence isn't the answer. It's only going to lead to more violence, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, yeah, that is how I played it. It was super soft boy. I did a lot of tagging. <laughs> there were a lot of options that were like, do you want to do something rad or do you want to tag this wall with yeah. your little logo? And I was like, okay, I'll tag it. Um, I kept being handed grenades and bombs 
and Marcus quick kept quoting Gandhi. <laughs> and, uh, really? He quoted Gandhi once, I think. Wow. Um, he, he did the yeah. eye for an eye thing. Yeah. Um, no, I did the opposite. I was I wanted to see how far well he could take this. Right. And Marcus Marcus has I don't know. I, in some ways, I feel like Marcus is the, a classic video game hero more than the other characters, which which actually made his story seem more a little more predictable in my. In my experience, yeah. Um, but where I'm going with this is that you have a love interest, um, uh, uh, the, the, a sort of like a hot, and you blew it. Uh, well, she didn't like. She doesn't doesn't think God. Yeah, is well, cool, she I guess. she she's constantly encouraging you to to go the violent path. Right. She was the one who was trying to give me those grenades and bombs. Exactly. To whom I was quoting Gandhi. Yeah. And apparently that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not sexy. Right. Not sexy. Um, right. So that's Marcus, revolutionary. Yeah. Um, leader, leader, um, celibate in my Oh, and your Marcus was incredibly violent. Am I hearing? Yeah. That? Well, he. It starts out with you know a simple killing, right? Like he he shot the guy in the control room in the in the tower that you're trying to broadcast your message from. That was the first time he took a life. First time he took a life. <laughs> I think. I think anyway. Okay. And from there, it was just like, well, we're already on this path, but. I didn't expect, I mean, there's a part where you like lead a peaceful march of androids down the street. And in my game, it turned into this like violent standoff with the police. Mm-hmm. And the, you're constantly having to make choices like, are you going to escalate this? Are you going to walk away? Are you going to do this? And those choices were so grueling making those like, am I like, how far am I going to take this? Every time I would choose to take it a step further, I would be like, wow. It really does feel like I took, took a step further. Way to go, game. Like, it lands. It, it felt felt like the choices matter. And see, that is actually something that I give the game credit for, too. Yeah. And and that I forgive it a little bit for its ham-fisted, like, appropriation exactly. of, like, civil rights themes and, yeah. like, even Holocaust themes. Like, I agree that it's territory that we should all be respectful of. Yeah. But at the same time... There are, like you were saying, during a peaceful protest that you're leading, right? You have your people who you care about. Yeah. And you have cops that are firing on you. And it gives you the choice, not just press A for peaceful, press B for for violent, you know? It it does give you the choice about three or four times during that protest. Yeah. Well, your people are being shot. And, and And you know that you can die in this game, and the game will go on, you know? Um... It gives you the choice three or four times. Do you want to just let this happen to your people? You know, um, and you can see a lot of people die because of your decisions. And if you keep making that choice, eventually you start to feel, "Fuck, am I crazy?" Which, not not to simplify it or you know compare the android struggle to any real person struggle You're for Martin personhood. King now. But well, well, I think it it gives you some sliver of an idea of. The question that arises in a civil rights leader's or any sort of movement leader's mind. I, I agree. When, I, yeah. when their people are being, being, you know, hurt or killed or, or, or disrespected or, or any, any combination of those yeah. things. Well, do I keep doing this? Am I doing the right thing? You know? I don't think that was reflected in Marcus <laughs> very much. It like, was for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually, does. I got the litmus test of who I would be as a revolutionary. Did, did you guys, like, because for me, like, what Owen is saying, it matters, everything feels like an evolution, and I started out with every intention of being peaceful, but then I saw cops hit my people one too many times, and I was just like, fuck you, if I sing a song, I'm giving up, and I'm not gonna let this happen anymore and then I was just like yes Julia that's who you would be Hmm. you fucking get violent when you have to you try really hard to stay peaceful but sometimes you can't right and and it really lands like how you got there you don't even need a flow chart at the end of it you're like I get it I did the right yeah 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 um I don't know Marcus's speeches like again I thought the performance was good I I and I and there were parts of his story that I was like very swept away by um and thought Carl Manfred I like Carl, yeah. I like Carl Manfred. I thought it was cool. Um, I liked his, I, I could, thought they could have gone further too, cause that, that is a thing of like, rich boys who, who suddenly turn into revolutionaries and like, having to explain your pampered past, you know? Mm-hmm. You weren't a sex bot that got abused. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you were a rich, rich kid that got a bad 
role, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're the man of the people? Like, explain that. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment that flirts with that, but it's not really taken to the, the height that it could be. You're still a slave, though. Sure, but but did you have it as bad as a lot of these other androids that have been, you know, dragged behind trucks and stuff? Like, no. Um, but at the same time, I felt it, I, th- I don't know, whenever he was giving speeches and stuff, I thought it was a little bland. I didn't, I didn't love his whole, it felt the most straightforward, whereas Connor always felt... My boy Connor always felt <laughs> yeah. like new and fresh and interesting and and difficult to figure out. Like like his and long the payoff took so long to get there. Yeah. Well, Connor's it was his struggle between like do I become a deviant and work with my fellow android or do I like mm-hmm. com- f- you know complete the mission that I've been given by that was much more of a struggle for me. Whereas with Marcus, I knew right away. Who this guy is. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna be the leader yeah, of this. Yeah, and it really comes to a head like later on in the game when Marcus and Connor meet mm-hmm. for the first time. And Marcus is like, oh, I've heard of you, you're Connor. And he's like, that's right. And that was one of those, oh, like pull my hair out decisions of like, is Connor gonna complete his mission and shoot Marcus in the face oh, right now? Really? You considered that? I considered it. Yeah. What are you doing? You're one of us. You can't betray your own people. But I won't hesitate to shoot if you give me no choice. As Marcus, I ne- I didn't often feel... I did feel the threat, and they were really good at making me feel the threat. But in terms of, like, my blood boil, or, like, or being like, God, this is, like, awful, like, I want to help them get out of this, that was Kara to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that more with Kara. Kara, Kara and Alice, the little girl who you're taking, t- taking care of, mm-hmm. you go through every, like, child's nightmare. Yeah. Like, you, like, they're like, okay, now you're on the streets and you're, you're in gonna, a haunted candy ooh, house. Right. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna sp- first spend the night with a stabby robot who <laughs> loves stabbing in an abandoned house with a corpse upstairs. Okay. That's where you're gonna spend the night. Tomorrow night, you're gonna be in a guy who, like, takes people apart for fun, <laughs> like a mad scientist with like like evil robot monsters in his basement okay and then the third night just for a little change because we've had enough we're gonna spend the night in an abandoned amusement park <laughs> there may or may not be a part where you run across a highway like, a highway right yeah right. Uh, and, like an eight-lane highway yeah, try not to get hit by a car right yeah on a highway yeah Alice, you're freezing cold i'm okay i'm not so cold i want to talk about replays i know they happened for all of us now that we've sort of set the stage of who we're working with and, and what the idea is, I want to know, give me a moment where you went back. And I have this too, so there's no shame. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. They're, they want you to have shame. Yes, because Because Chloe, who we talked about a little earlier, but she's a secondary character too. She's Chloe's like the first robot that passed the Turing test in this universe. And she's like this very, very beautiful young girl. Uh, well, not okay. young girl. She's like you know. She's early twenties. She's not so hot. All right, let's not let's Louis not get very, into this. Louis is very jealous. Of, I'm yeah. threatened by every yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, and so she, she's in your main menu screen. Very territorial about Aaron. Don't even look at him. And this is addressed to the video game robots. List, the listeners, world, so. I'm talking to you. You're talking to the yeah the listeners that are video game robots. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> she's not talking. She's talking to you, Connor. Yeah. Um, Hi, Julia. So, so in the main menu screen, right? Chloe is basically your guide to Detroit, um, and you see in her eyes flashes of instability and like emotion. And I think it's really cool. I think it's a really cool load menu screen, you know? Um, and she talks to you. And one of the things that she says when you're looking through what you've done is the people who made me suggest that you play through this one time without going back and changing your choices. Mm-hmm. They, they want you to do that. That's what you should do. You can go back and change something, but like, don't, don't do that. And I looked her in the eye and I was like, eh. <laughs> right. Well, I didn't eh. want to. I really didn't want to reload and replay anything, but uh, I had to. Well, at least I thought that I had to. Because my Connor, like, he was just generally, he failed at his mission a lot throughout the game. Like, he, he was not succeeding. And every time you would have to go back and check in at Cyberlife, check in with his boss, Amanda. You know, she'd be like, so did you, <laughs> did you stop the deviants, Connor? I'd be like, they got away. <laughs> but, 
the lieutenant and I are, are working on leads and we'll have something soon. <laughs> and it was a lot of that. And, and every time Amanda would be like, okay. Like, the trust goes down. Yeah, like, I'm wondering if this model is really working at its full capacity. He's not... Because I... I don't know. For me, it was a combination of like... I guess I, did, I didn't find clues in time. Or... I just did something wrong. Because my Connor was just constantly failing. So, like, the first time he died in my game was pretty early on when you're interrogating this this android that you believe murdered a guy. Mm-hmm. And you're interrogating him. And my Connor was just interrogating him too hard. He was just too rough. He's too harsh. So then the scene ends with the, with, the, with the android just going completely insane, trying to destroy himself, beating his head on the table. So there's, like, blue goo coming out. And he's flipping out. The other cops run into the interrogation room to subdue him. The android, he's bashing his head. He grabs one of the cops' guns, shoots you, Connor, and himself. So I thought Connor was just dead. I was like, fuck this. I was like, this is the first third of the game. Like, and the game was so, you know, like when everything I read was like, when your characters die, they die for real. The stakes are real in this game. So I was like, fuck this. I'm going to miss out on so much of the game if Connor's dead in the first third, if he's dead in the first act. But then, of course, I found out later that apparently, as long as you're working for Cyberlife, whenever yeah. Connor dies, they build a new Connor. Yeah, and they, I assume, upload his memory he to the new like, model. Hi, I'm which, Connor. I'm, right. I'm still Connor from Cyberlife, which I wish I had known because then I wouldn't have had to replay yeah. that interrogation scene and do things differently so he gets to live and continue playing say, the game. When I texted Owen to say I was starting Detroit Become yeah. Human, he said, "Great game. Be careful. Connor's extremely, extremely fragile. Yeah, and he <laughs> dies at the drop of a hat. Don't feel any shame in going back and bringing him back to yeah. life." And it's, I was like, yeah. "No." And see, I did that too. I, I Connor was killed in a mass shooting. Um, in my playthrough. Yeah. Ooh, in the um, control tower? Yeah. And he um, he was just, it was complete chance, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that you could come back either. And yeah. So I, 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 and I was, I hadn't reloaded before then. It's pretty, pretty far in the game. It's like halfway through. No. And I was like, I really wanted to be a good boy about this yeah. and go all the way through and have my cons, have my actions have consequences. But you know what? I, I'm gonna miss you, Connor, too much, mm-hmm. and so I, I reloaded. Yeah, my Connor would either die or just fail. Like there was another Sucks. mission that I had to replay a bunch of times because he just wasn't getting the right information out of the guy. Like there's a level, there's a part later on where you go to the house of this dude. What's his name? He's the Kamsky. Cr- Kamsky. He created, he created androids. He created the androids, and you have to go talk to him and interrogate him and find out if he knows anything about the deviants and what's going on with them. And he gives you a test. He's like, are you really an unfeeling robot or is there like some human part of you, Connor? Right. So he gives Connor a gun and he tells him, you got to shoot my sex bot, Chloe, here. Mm-hmm. And if you shoot her, I'll give you whatever information you want. Mm. So first I was like, no, Connor's not doing this. And he did, chose not to shoot her. And Hank, Lieutenant Hank, was very impressed with Yeah, him. Hank loves it. Yeah. But I didn't get the information I needed. So then, cut to, like, you're at the police office and they're like, your, your chief is like, well, you failed, Connor. And Hank, Connor, you're going back to cyber life for deactivation and data wipe. I was like, okay, I guess I failed. And I don't think they make a new Connor after that. Yeah, so that maybe I really did fail. I think Connor is dead forever. Yeah, so I reloaded and replayed that scene in the house with the guy giving me the gun. So I did it again. And this time I shot her. I shot Chloe in the head. (laughs) You shot Chloe? I had to. And he was like, and and so the guy's like, okay. Now now I will answer one question. (laughs) And Connor, like, totally asked the wrong question. (laughs) Connor was like, how you doing? Connor was like, like, what is RA90 or whatever that thing is that you keep seeing on the wall? And Kamsky's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's nothing. See ya. Have a nice day. (laughs) But you still didn't get the information that you needed to, like, find Jericho, you know, because they're right. trying to track down Marcus and, and all the rebels. And at this point, Hank thinks you're a monster. Right, Hank thinks you're a monster now. You're just, you're just a fucking machine. <laughs> okay, you're starting to make headway with Hank, too. No, all not all out the window. Oh. You're a low life. You don't feel a thing, do you? A machine, that's what you are. You're just a fucking machine! So now I, I asked the wrong question, so I reloaded and played the scene again. <laughs> and this time I was like, I think I was just like, where's Jericho? <laughs> After for a second time executing executing Chloe, basically a human being, (laughs) and then I finally had the proper information that I needed to continue Uh, my mission. Do you guys hold yourself to any kind of replay moral code? 
Because I do. And it's basically like if it was a choice I made consciously and it didn't give me the outcome I wanted, that's on me. Too bad. Hmm. Mea culpa game. But if I feel like I was tricked and I didn't understand that I was supposed to keep pressing X or that I was supposed to... You know, you know. I don't know. Keep pressing X is usually what it is. Yeah. If you if you feel if you feel like the expectations are clear. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Okay. So then, if you die, it really is your fault, right. and not because you felt tricked by the game. Exactly. See, so so really, so you didn't reload unless you felt like you had been unfairly tricked somehow. Correct. And that really only happened one notable time. I feel like it was Connor a lot for you guys. But for me, I was bad to Kara one time by accident. <laughs> what happened? I was, I was bad to What her. happened? So we're at Rose's house, the, the very kind lady who takes you in and is going to try to get you to Canada. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Where everybody coexists peacefully. Sure. Justin Trudeau, is, who is dictator for life, um, yeah. has has passed very, very lenient yeah. uh, Android laws. Just like we knew he would. Remember um, the other thing in the newspaper, how like... Like professional sports teams are now allowed to have one Android on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? oh yeah, that's a whole thing. That's the rule. You can have one. Uh, yeah, like the New England Patriots can have one. Android. <laughs> can have one Connor. Right. <laughs> anyway, continue. It's just we were hiding at Rose's house. I'm Kara. Alice and Luther are with me. Rose is like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to ignore my asshole son. I'm going to get you to Canada. I just need to go out and get some firewood or, or something. And she leaves, and you're alone with her son who, like, hates you and is, like, anxious that you're there and is like, the cops are going to come, I know it. And you're like, chill, of course they're not. And they do. They do come, Mm -hmm. much to everyone's dismay. So you, as Kara, you have to make a choice. How are you going to navigate this situation? you got to hide all the androids that are in the house. You have, like, 30 seconds. They put a timer up on the screen, as they do sometimes, before you need to answer that door because he keeps knocking. And you have a, a... series of choices of how you can play that moment. And I was just like, I mean, I'm Kara. I'm going to smooth talk him. I'm beautiful. How hard is this going to be? So I like shut one door to the laundry room so he like can't see in. And I tell I tell Alice and Luther to like go hide in the kitchen. So they both cram into a little closet. But Rose has other shit around her house. She's got blue blood for transfusions. She's got some robot clothes from right. wounded people. She helps robots. And, and the screen is like, do you want to hide these other things? And I was like, nah, like, he's not going to ask. I'm Kara. I'm a smooth talker. It's fine. No. The cop comes in. I say, officer, would you like some coffee? I failed to make the coffee because I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Well, you <laughs> failed to make coffee? Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, I'm very confused. I'm like, I don't even know if do humans drink coffee. Like, I forget. Like I can't drink it, so it'll, it'll just be weird if just, I overthought it. Wait, is wait, what wait, I'm saying. Wait, so, what? so so when you when the game says go make, you're like we yeah. get this coffee, and he's like yeah. yeah, yeah. So you went to make coffee. Yeah. If I remember correctly, the entire thing is you have a coffee, you pour it into a cup. Yeah. How how did you? Feel? I I didn't see the option to make the coffee. I got very lost, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so you offered him coffee, and then you didn't give him because coffee. you didn't know what to I did do. Not. <laughs> I did not. And so at some point, was he like, you didn't give me to me coffee? So how about coffee. that coffee? Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, uh, he just got no chance sour. for that coffee. Huh? He, he went sour in the face, like I had lied to him, and I was just hovering around him, not making coffee, being like, what do you think, officer? You? We're good here, right? Oh, that's. <laughs> and he kicked in the kitchen door. He fell to lose. And Alice, because I didn't shut it all the way. Fuck you, Detroit. Become human. A door is a door. Stone cold, your fault. Oh man, I didn't shut it. I left like an inch open. He was like, "I shoot." There's a boot down there. Kicks it open, shoots Luther in the face. Shot Luther. <laughs> Alice is like, no. Why would you I do that? Think, I didn't think that could happen in yeah. that part. That cop yeah. was super respectful what? and nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I had God no, I had no issues with that cop. Because I, I didn't even serious? hide everything. Because I gave him a coffee. Did you give him a coffee? I think I did. Oh fuck! <laughs> I think guys. This, this guy was just not. He needed some caffeine. So all of this hinges on coffee. I was so tricked. I mean, come on. No, it's a good life lesson. Your fault. I can't finagle my way around that. Fault. If I don't give you espresso, you're gonna shoot my friend in the head. That's your fault. That is, I Damn. felt so betrayed, so betrayed by David yeah. Cage and his yeah. team. Yeah. And a- so I had to re- I had to redo that because yeah. Alice was going to be traumatized for life and right. I was like holding yeah. dead and Luther Cl- in my hands. And Chloe, Chloe gave I went back, I paused because I needed to just like get a drink or something. And she was just like, wow, I can't believe you killed Luther. Who are Kara and Alice going to travel with now? They're going to be all alone out there. And I was like, fuck. Is this happening? The last thing I need is you riding me. I feel bad enough as it is. Uh, yeah. So you had to replay it. 
I'm going to data wipe you. Yeah, I data wiped it. And in my flow chart, I will say it was like you and no other people made this decision. Everyone gave the cop coffee. Yeah. I mean, great. I mean, how was I supposed to know? Fuck. I'm sad Luther died. I really liked him. Look, the moment where Alice is revealed to be a child android is not surprising by the time you get there, necessarily. I would have been surprised, but I feel like you guys picked up on the clues, and then we talked about it, and it was like, oh. No, not really. I was... Oh, you were surprised? Yeah, I mean, didn't make that much of an impression on me, because... She's already so wooden in the way she right. is. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. oh yeah, it makes sense. If she wasn't an android, she was a fucking android robotic bad. human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it matters to me in that in the way that it affected Kara, I think. Because hmm. when it comes to light that uh, Alice is a, a an android like you, mm-hmm. she's a little disappointed in the reveal. And I thought, what a great choice. Like, that's beautiful because taking care of Alice did something to Kara. It endowed her with a little bit of pride and responsibility and i think the reveal makes her feel less special yeah and you see her process that and i was like that is a great like totally human reaction and you see the weight of her knowing that she invented this myth you do flashback to see all the ways you did it and you just glossed over it. and people do that that's totally a human mm-hmm. thing also mm-hmm. um and then you see her realize that now there's almost less at stake. It's disappointing. Mm-hmm. They're trapped in this cycle of caring and being cared for without any evolution, really, because Alice isn't going to grow up. She's a child robot. Right. And the stakes are different. And you see Kara make the choice to make that still important. Or not. You have the choice to, like... I don't know how far you can take this, but I remember when you go back to Alice after Luther has been like, doesn't make any difference that you love each other. Mm-hmm. You can go back to her and you can either be like, I love you, or there's another option that of course I didn't choose because I'm not a monster. Another mo- option that's like cold. Mm. So you can be like, I don't love you anymore because you're like yeah. me, which is fucked up, but I, but I wonder what it's like. You're right that that's a, it's a very, very complicated emotional choice for a plotline that oftentimes is pretty straightforward. Yeah, I uh, was so surprised by how complex and rich and and lifelike that is. Like that's a that feels very real to me. We'll be together forever, won't we, Kara? Yes. I do want to hear how it played out for both of you, and then I will tell you my ending, which zero percent of the population. That's impossible. Did. It's what the TV said. <laughs> Your flowchart said that 0% of the world population mm-hmm. got the ending that you got. I'll just tell you. Look, okay. So, Marcus, he was revolutionary. He was standing up for justice. Uh-huh. He Violence. tagged. Vi- violent revolution. Well, when necessary. Okay. Yeah, he shot that guy in the control tower in the back of the head. Because uh-huh. um, he didn't want him to blow up the spot. And I, I would do it again, honestly. It all starts with that. And he was the he really wanted yeah. North to like him. That was part of it. Right. That's also another gateway. <laughs> yep. Is mm-hmm. if a pretty girl gives you a grenade, do you use it? Yeah. The answer is yes. I mean, when I fake kissed her at the bus stop, she was like, don't stop. And when Aaron did it, she was like, don't touch me. Right. You can do the classic, like, the cops are coming. What do we do? Like, oh, I guess we're going to make out. And, like, there is sexual tension here. And, wow, this is interesting. Right. And you're saying that she reacted. She was, like, bashful when you did it. Yeah. And to me, she was like, I'm going to file a complaint with HR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really inappropriate. <laughs> Not okay. Exactly. So very different exactly. responses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that said, that's kind of the path that my Marcus would have taken of his own accord. It just felt right to me. I felt swept up in making those decisions. We failed the barricade, the bar- um, the charge that you have to lead. <laughs> Isn't there a point where you have like a barricade up? Yeah, there is a late this moment. Uh, there's you, a late, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to delegate who's going to provide cover fire, like who's oh, going yeah. to overwatch. Yeah. And who is going to charge. Yep. Right. Okay. So I thought what's the worst that could happen? And I switched the duties a lot to, and after like 30 failed attempts, they were like, you're just not getting in. You, you, you're not able to do this part. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, Marcus, and maybe this is why I got offered these choices, but North and I got backed into a corner. Things were really bleak. The cops were like, come out with your hands up. And she hands me a trigger for a dirty bomb. Yep. And I'm 30. I didn't know what a dirty bomb was, but I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess it's a really big bomb. Uh, <laughs> what? So wait, you, you, you. Your assumption playing the game was a dirty bomb is a big bomb? A big bomb. And they call it dirty because, like, 
It's mean. It's mean to make them that big. It's a dirty trick. <laughs> it's a dirty, dirty trick. trick to exactly. Detonate a big, a big bomb. Exactly. Okay. You damn okay. dirty rat. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, cool. I mean, like, how bad can it be? We're gonna d- destroy a little bit of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll all work together, you know, with the robots in charge to like bring it back to life. Right. No, 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 my friends. I set off. I guess what is a Google tells me a nuclear weapon. Not. Re- it's it's a conventional bomb. With radioactive material, mm. and by detonating it, you scattered radioactive material all over Detroit, mm. making it unlivable for the human. <laughs> <laughs> that was not right. the plan. It's like a nuclear bomb, but but some would consider um, lower tech and almost more cruel. Yeah, actually, yeah, we, my market we didn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> And your Marcus was like a violent. Mother. Yeah, I'm like, actually Shagwin, starting to like rethink everything Shagwin now. Vera guy. I'm like I thought my Marcus was bad. Julia, <laughs> no, Julia's Julia thought was like undisputed. Julia war thought criminal. she was setting off a bomb, and it was like a real sneaky trick. <laughs> I really like that the story. It's a trick, Bob. Yeah. The story of the android uprising is that Marcus accidentally <laughs> poisoned the entire metro area of Detroit. And, like, gave millions of people radiation poisoning yeah. because he didn't know what... All of a sudden, <laughs> the North was like, good job. She, like, touched my knee. Yeah. And then it panned out to show humans dropping, like, flies. Yeah. And at this wow. point, Julia, the player, is like, what? Wow. That's crazy. He shouldn't be doing that. And then it cut to Elizabeth Warren on TV yeah. being like, I, I've just been told that a horrific <laughs> radioactive bomb has yeah. wiped out all of Detroit's population. Who would do this? Only a monster would do this she like starts to cry a little bit and I'm on the couch like oh fuck right. but I guess this is the ending I deserve maybe maybe we'll and I held out hope till the last beat that it wasn't as bad as everyone thought it was and they were just being stupid humans and overreacting no I think they were all dead yeah you you committed the worst that. terrorist act so what's like the final moment of your Marcus what was uh literally him and North Walking out into the, I guess, scorched earth. Is uh-huh. that the right yeah. word? Um, mm. You know, Marshall Plan style. Like, okay, how are we going to rebuild? Yeah. Um, and then a lot of bodies. A lot of human yeah. bodies. Yeah, and does he make like a speech? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> he isn't like... Wait, <laughs> so you like didn't... My friends! So you didn't get the ending with, with Connor, like, at the last second, going to assassinate you? No. Oh, no. shit. I didn't see Connor again after he woke up all of his robo-brews. Oh. And then it was just like, cool, you're done with Connor. Yeah, and it's <laughs> so just there. And Hank was like, nice job. And then he was like, oh, 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 oh. Because in my game ends with Mar- Marcus, like, they've won. They haven't set off the bomb, but the androids have still won, and they've right. they've okay. taken they've taken over, yeah. basically. We won through more acceptable means, right, I exactly. think, morally. So he's make, but it's, yeah. And he's making a speech. And then Connor's up there behind him. And you see, like, we go back into Connor's data data bank in his head. And Amanda, his boss, is like, you can still complete your mission, Connor. And he pulls out a gun. He pulls a gun out of his pocket. And he, like, starts to walk towards Marcus. And then you have the option of, like, do you, like, pull the fail-safe? Where you don't have to do as you're told? Or do you listen to Amanda and shoot Marcus? Because right, Kamsky's told you that he always leaves right. a back door yeah. in his programs just in case. Yeah. Mm. And so you're you're being o- overridden, basically, to, to go against your deviancy. You're being turned back into a robot. Mm. Unless you find a way out. Yeah. Um, right. Which I, is, I just thought that was really cool, too, because it was like... It was very much the end of... Like, it felt like we were at the very last moments of the game. And I felt... And, I, and like, Connor's just standing there behind Mark, and I was like... I was like, this... Connor needs to do something here. This can't just be the end of the story. And I'm glad that he got that final little, like, yeah. are you going to do one last, like, plot twist and have him off Marcus in front of everyone? And I didn't, but I kind of wish that I had, because I think it's a kind of a crazier ending. That sounds yeah. like a beautiful moment, and I'm sorry I missed that. It's cool. Yeah. You missed it because, um, yeah, because it just wasn't, wasn't on the car, wasn't in the cards after that dirty bomb went off. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, so Holy you both know it's dirty bomb. The, the tone, the tone wasn't right for a celebratory speech after you killed a million people. Yeah. Holy I mean, shit. I didn't even have the option. It might have been. Like, give me a chance. Yeah. I could pull something together. You could, you could be like, look. Oh, guys. It's gonna we take some it. fixing up, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think Detroit's gonna have a bright future. Yeah. Well, what was your ending then? 
Okay, so my ending, again, just to reiterate, my Marcus was um, it completely nonviolent. Mm-hmm. After he pushed Carl Manfred's son and he got like some sort of Manfred you know, Jr. head injury, right, Manfred Jr., um, uh, he, he decided that violence wasn't the way. And so we were at that same Les Mis barricade, right, with none of the actual French like 1800s revolutionary spirit um, and all of the musical. <laughs> Mm. By which I mean, you sang. Yes, the the cops were overrunning us, killing my friends. Marcus several times used like corrugated steel like plates to like fend off gunfire. He got it in his head that that was a good idea, and so he kept doing it. Um, He's like, "Do you hear the people <laughs> sing? singing the songs yeah. of That's basically what happened. Your droids. Yeah, it is the music of an android that. I'm warning you, officer. <laughs> right, right. I wish that Connor and Marcus had like yeah. a Javert, oh, God. like Valjean competition. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, <laughs> how do you know my name? I'm Connor. <laughs> The yeah, android sent by cyber life. <laughs> sent by cyber life. Yeah. Um, um, so, so right, the, 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 the cops have us cornered. They're wiping us out. Reporters are watching. They're horrified. Public opinion is very high because we've never killed the humans. And, and then as it seems like they're going to just gun us down in the streets, Marcus begins to sing a song. Um, and all of the other androids join in. And that's the moment when President Elizabeth Warren is like, androids of people, like, like, stand down. Good for you. Good job, though. No, I, I, thank you. I respect that. Thank you. You, you know, you, you resisted all the temptations. Thank you. You know who didn't respect that was North. And so. Yeah, you didn't make it. Yeah, but you don't need her. You don't need her. Yeah, I guess android sex isn't that cool anyway. Um, right? It's not I mean, cool. It might be really amazing. I mean, don't uh, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Okay, we're going to end on this note. I'm going to build a world, a sequel, and you guys are going to tell me how Connor and Kara fit into this, okay? Okay. We wake up, it's Julia's playthrough, it's Detroit 2033, Uh, a dirty bomb was mysteriously exploded in the middle of town, there are almost no humans left, I mean, there aren't any in Detroit, but they exist, you know, it hasn't totally spread throughout the country, so there are some stragglers still alive, uh... Marcus is tasked with building a new robot utopia. So that's where he's at. And he is trying to get people together, get get the Jericho gang in positions of power, give them businesses, create leadership opportunities, empower everybody. And now robots rule the world and it's kind of off. Like, it's great. They have political power. There's a robot senator now. Uh, and I want to know... Oh, and what's Kara up to in this world? <laughs> Did she get to Canada, or what's going on with her? I don't know. I would like for her to just find a nice job and just sort of get comfortable and settle in. Yeah. Like, maybe, I don't know, she uh, maybe she works for BuzzFeed or something. <laughs> <laughs> she edgy? I think, yeah. I think maybe Upworthy. Yeah. Upworthy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron, what's Connor up to in this sequel, Detroit Become Sequel? Um, in this universe, mm-hmm. Detroit is a wasteland. Am I am I correct? Well, it's a new land. Let's say right, but it's, all the humans have been irradiated. The, the and humans died. have died. Yes. Okay, so so Connor can't do red ice investigations because <laughs> no, there are no humans around to use red ice. I think in that case, then Connor becomes an insurance inspector. <laughs> And he proves that robots are faking insurance claims when they're faking insurance claims. And he narks them out. Because he's the best narc. He, I have never felt more emotionally attached and like more like, like I wanted to emulate the biggest narc before. And he, and I, I love him so much and he's the hugest narc. This so, fire yes. looks like it was set intentionally. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, would, I would keep Connor indoors. I wouldn't let, I would just. Safe. I would, keep, I would keep him safe <laughs> out of harm's way. Away from fast moving objects. Yeah, set him down with some cable, watch reruns of syndication, and be like, oh, another episode of the Drew Carey show. <laughs> and just relax. Just let him, uh, yeah, give him space. I think he's earned it. Aww. I should also mention in my world, the ghost of Carl Manfred yeah. haunts Marcus bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my Marcus kind of just stood there and let his son beat him to death. Um, cause my orders were not to touch him and I didn't. And then Jesus. he got shoved and he fell on his throat and he died. Right. So oh. I think Carl Manfred kind of hangs over like a dirty specter like and a, it's just like, like a dirty, like a dirty bomb. bomb. Dirty. <laughs> All right, fine. He hangs in the air like a dirty bomb. That's going to do it for this episode of Controller Freak. 
We will see you next time uh, where hopefully I'll get less lip for the choices I make. <laughs> you fellas can say goodbye to our listeners now. Any Anything you'd like to add? Um, no. Goodbye. Um, we goodbye. Love, we love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love you. I'm the Android. It's not by Cyber. <laughs> we love you guys, um, and we love um, everyone who participated in this game, and we love also the composers and writers of Flame Mist. And to chart. To chart become to chart. Yeah. Important. Yeah. I keep making all these great to chart puns. Like, oh my god, where did this come from? Like, this is off the to charts. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a chart pun. Oh. Did chart become to chart? It's not a to chart Are you pun. Kidding me? Okay, okay. Let's, I wrote uh, that like an hour ago. Not a pun. <laughs> What's a pun? What's a dirty bomb? What's a pun? This is all subjective. Find out next time. <laughs> Wait, what is a pun? No, we need to do this now. Oh, okay. Jesus. You said what was your pun? What was your to chart pun? It's off the charts. Okay, that's, cool. that's okay. Good. Okay, let's chart- come up with one. What we? <laughs> it looks like you've gone unconscious. I'm gonna need to use a chart fibrillator to bring you back to life. <laughs> what? What? Oh, that's not a pun. Well, Brian DeChart, we hope you enjoyed an episode that was basically built as a shrine to your talent. We thought you nailed it, bro, and you should be so proud of your work. Listeners, if you ever want to know where else you can see Brian DeChart, you can tweet at ControllerPod and Aaron will respond immediately because he's memorized Brian's IMDb page. Anyway, we hope you'll join us again in two weeks for a game that has everything going for it except a storyline. It's big, it's colorful, it's multiplayer, but it's not Fortnite because none of us play that. That's right, guys. It's Overwatch time. Are you with me? Mm